Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to C3 Films. I am your announcer voice, Cheryl, and this is my sidekick, Chris. Psychic. She said psychic, not sidekick. There is a difference. I am a psychic teammate. Yes, 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 that was good. And today, 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 we are talking about (laughs) Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) 2021. It wasn't that good. Let's get ready to rumble. Very, very well done, Miss Cheryl. Very well done. I am, I am quite impressed. I am actually more impressed with your impress- impersonation than I am with this movie. <laughs> oh, that's not saying much, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I, I, I don't even know where to start. I don't know who should. Who, do you want to start by telling me your journey, or should I start with telling you mine with this movie? Let me start with the beginning of the movie. Okay, please do. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is the, is, did the movie just start? I, I, wait, let, let, wait, 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 rewind it. No, no, that's how the movie starts. <laughs> no fading, no title, no music. It just starts. <laughs> yep. So, let me tell you a story. Before I went to film mm-hmm. school, and I, and I, figured out that I wanted to go into filmmaking. I watched a movie and I was like, how does a movie start? And I was like, oh, it starts at black and then it fades in and then things happen. Sometimes there's music, there's an, oh, favorite thing, establishing shot, you know, stuff like that. Nope, we just get mm-hmm. person speaking. Was it a commercial? I don't know. It, no, it was, the, it was the movie, guys. <laughs> Oh, I, so I got to ask, you're actually, you, so in this case, you're saying that you would have been okay with an establishing show. <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel like as long as you don't exceed three establishing shots, it's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think oh. at that point, you don't really need more. <laughs> right. No, see, um... All right, so here's the thing. When I first started this movie, I was I, I went in with no expectations. And the beginning of the, the movie was very cringy to me. And this is why I was wondering if I was like going to go back and watch the 1996 version and think the same thing. But the acting is cringy, the story is cringy. It is all just cringy. LeBron is cringy. And he is not nearly as likable or as charismatic feeling as Michael Jordan is. Virtually doing the exact same thing. I mean, you know why, though? It's because he's he's pushing his son into something that he doesn't want to do. And in the 1996 version, there's nothing like that. It, he he all but is trying to help everyone, Michael Jordan. True, and and that can create for an interesting um, character that has to grow and change. So that inherently isn't bad, but the way 
it the way it's delivered makes me aware that I am watching someone who doesn't know how to act trying their best to act. I am aware that I am watching a basketball player attempt acting, much like Shaq back in the day. But it's worse. <laughs> and I think it's because it's not intuitive to be so, like, um, one-dimensional because he's all about, like, his character was written to be all about, like, focusing on basketball, it has to be, everything has to be basketball, sun has to be basketball and stuff. And I know they had that opening, um, you know, beginning scene with him being young and, uh, you know, like, don't play with the Game Boy, you have to focus on basketball and stuff like that. And so he grows up to do exactly that same thing to his son. And him being successful is supposedly a testament to that strategy being effective. But it's not. And, I mean, I, I feel like, at least, you know, from what I know, most people who don't like things about how their parents treated them and raised them, they don't do that. Yeah. Like They, they, don't, they don't repeat that. Exactly. So it didn't make sense to me how he would do the exact same thing. Right. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely see that. And so that's just so that's one of those story moments that kind of, like, bothered you. Um, and then the movie continued and did your, and did your opinions improve? Like maybe, maybe, maybe that was just, you know, we're in the live action world. We haven't seen the Looney Tunes yet. Maybe that's why once that, once they get there, maybe that will make the movie better for you. Did, did that happen once she got there? No, I mean, like then there's just a lot of you know, name dropping for Warner Brothers and like I get it, it's Warner Brothers and 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 I think at one point they say Warner Brothers like three times in less than one minute and I was like, geez, this is this is why like why are we doing this? Uh <laughs> there's like one Nike thing. Um, but that was way more subtle. Um, well, yeah, because it was when he fell into the the yeah, ground and I mean, left the check mark. Yeah, and it wasn't subtle but you know, at least they didn't like Nike, 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 right. Nike, Nike, Nike. Yeah, um, yeah, they didn't do that like they did with Warner Brothers. <laughs> and yeah. um, and I think like it was just weird for me with the algae rhythm thing, cause it like it I didn't get it like I didn't get the character I didn't get the existence of the character and the motive of the character besides just wanting to be a jerk and I didn't get what they were pitching to LeBron and I didn't get why LeBron was like no I don't have time for it when the whole pitch was like we're doing this because we know you don't have time. Right. <laughs> That's like the whole reason. It's like we're making a 3D image of you that will act for you and you don't have to actually be there. So you can, you actually can just focus on basketball. That's a really good point. <laughs> um, so yeah, like then we get into, into the server and that's when I was like, oh, okay. So this has nothing to do with space. So we are not doing a space jam. We're doing a computer jam. Um, and, and it's not even really like the internet. It's the, the Warner Brothers net. 
like the only thing you're gonna find in there are things from Warner Brothers. So uh-huh. it's not even like Wreck It Ralph where like there's cool stuff in there and it's like fun to see all these little, you know, familiar things like Google and Disney and stuff like that because they really just rub all that Warner Brothers in your face and mm-hmm. they don't even like weave it into the story. They're just like, um it was cool when they they had the characters and stuff in the background during the basketball game um but like that that was the only part that i thought was cool like i feel like they shouldn't have named and listed all their successful shows and series and stuff like that that was a little bit much for me um yeah it felt like ready player one at that point to me actually like it felt like um like here are all these like famous characters across these different mediums that are all owned by Warner Brothers that are okay for us to show in this in, in in this scene so like it felt less like i don't know like the the first space jam um it felt like they we we had these characters that were all tied to like looney tunes specifically and because every sequel has to be bigger this became it felt less about the looney tunes and more just about Look at all these Warner Brothers properties that we can show you that we have access to. Yeah, it didn't feel like Looney Tunes was very much part of the movie at all. Um, and, and and it wasn't just the way that they incorporated Looney Tunes. It's also the way they drew it. It's the way that, like, like they didn't even try, almost, to put... To put a real person into a 2D land because they made LeBron into a tune. And then when they bring the tunes to the actual like like basketball court area to play and they turn LeBron back into a human, they make the tunes into 3D tunes that don't look good. Um, and it just felt like, I guess they were trying to upgrade technology but making 2D into 3D. But... I just wish, like, there was so much potential for them to do another 2D in a 3D world, and it just didn't work at all. And the quality of the drawings was just not, like, there for me. It wasn't, like, it wasn't as rich and, like, textured and, like, beautiful as it was in the 1996 one. And this is, like, over 20 years later. Like, I'm sure I'm sure that this stuff has gotten better since, but uh, not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because there's a brief moment when they turn LeBron back into uh, his real self that he is a real person interacting with 2D creatures, like in this case, like the Looney Tunes. But then they turn the Looney Tunes, like you said, into 3D. And I guess because they were thinking, well, we have to up the ante, right? The you know, the first one was showing technology of how you can have, like, this human being with this 2D creature. So the next logical step is to have this real person with this three-dimensional creature. But the thing about it is, like, it's actually not that impressive because that's what the entire Avengers is. <laughs> like, you're watching an Avengers movie, you have a real person next to a 3D animated creature. That's not that impressive. What is actually unfortunate is the fact that, like you said, the 3D renders of the tunes really does not look good. 
and it's noticeable and it doesn't feel good and it makes you kind of wish that they just left them in 2D because it really feels like we're losing something with them being in 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just, it wasn't even just the Looney Tunes, it was also the um, the other characters, <laughs> the other, yeah. like, the basketball like, team, the other basketball team. Yeah, um, and one of the things that's, like, so we were talking about why, like, okay, so the Looney Tunes are the basketball team, and the reason it is, I actually don't mind as part of a story point, is that Bugs lost, everyone's gone, and so Bugs is just trying to get his family and his friends back, and so he's more focused on trying to get them than really fill the team with people that could actually win. And I think that that element of the movie is fine, and to be honest, that's my favorite part of the movie, is when they're all going and trying to collect um, the team, the, the the people. I'm like, the, there was legit moments that had me laughing when, we already said spoiler alert, but when Rick and Morty show up and you're just like, okay, that was funny. I wasn't expecting that. When they go to the Wonder Woman world, that was cool to me because they played the Wonder Woman theme music, which I thought was fun. But the other thing is that they actually got Rosario Dawson who voices Wonder Woman in all the animated um, all the animated things, they got her to come back and do the voice for Diana in this scene with Lola Bunny. So I was like, okay, these are kind of like cool call outs. I can appreciate it. I'm having fun with this movie. Maybe this movie is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then we get to like what? Then we get to what? Was it the 50 minute mark? I don't think I lasted that long. I think it was like maybe the 50 minute mark to the hour mark. And where we, where we get to the point where you start to like, lead into the basketball game after everyone's been collected and the movie just tanked for me and i just i could not i could not hang with the movie anymore like the cringe came back there's this rap battle in the middle of the in the middle of the basketball game that feels so bad it feel it just it makes you wonder like and this movie was written by people of color so it makes you just wonder it's like guys what this does not feel good what's going on yeah and i i kind of feel like they threw that rap battle which it wasn't even a rap battle because there was only one rap and like did that get cut from the movie or something <laughs> um but i think that it they they probably threw it in there because there was a rap that bugs and daffy had from the 1996 version that wasn't in the movie but it was part of the soundtrack that's also a very memorable um track that they had for that movie but i think they were trying to like you know take Mm -hmm. that and then continue it on in this one um but it didn't work in the movie and it certainly didn't work in the middle of a game and i get that like they were trying to make it different like it's supposed to be an app, and it's not like a real basketball, but it was really out of place, even for a game like an app game. Yeah, it felt it. It felt all very, very odd, and it was it was that thing of like they were trying to make it cool and like hip and everything, but it felt like your granddad trying to be cool and hip, and then your grandmother walking by and going. Oh! When, and when everyone else is sitting there, just like that, that 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 wasn't a burn. That 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 wasn't that good. Like what? Um, like the show. 
Yeah, and there's just there's all this there's all this cringy stuff that happens like throughout the movie with the acting and and like these moments that just really feel uncomfortable. But then the thing that also kind of bothered me was how in the we have no real connection to the other team, the the enemy team. The enemy team are basically real live basketball players that get turned into like these creatures and have like the same kind of, I guess, quote unquote personalities of the real life basketball people, but we don't ever get to know them. And so they, it doesn't really mean anything when they, when they show up, they're literally there just to be basically faceless villains. And this movie is much longer than the 1996 version. So you wonder like, why, like where did all this time go where they didn't have time to develop the the villain characters and it was just the algae rhythm character really um and it was just weird because it felt like there was just a lot of talking and then they were doing stuff and then they then they talk some more and then they do more stuff and it just it it didn't feel like there was a flow like it just felt like i was going from scene to scene uh, sometimes just listening to a conversation that was bringing nothing to the table because um, it was just a lot of, you know, uh, algae rhythm talking to LeBron's son, trying to get him on his side. And like, you know, after a while, it's like, I think I only need like one of these. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, yeah, he's a kid. No, and- so I don't think it'll be too challenging to get him on your side <laughs> <laughs> right i mean the, the movie's trying to have like this message of yeah just have fun let your son do what they let people be who they are is basically the message of the movie stop trying to force them to be something they're not like lebron tries to make sure the looney tunes can't be looney tunes um lebron's basically kind of a villain in this movie himself that has to be overcome and, and has to be conquered not only by the looney tunes but by his son um and so but then eventually of course the only way to battle that is to try to make algae rhythm not actually be on the side of the kid but be manipulating him and then make him just so evil so that this kid can't look to algae rhythm and be like well he's actually kind of cool to me better than you are dad no we got to make sure that he's actually a jerk which is what ends up happening and then he you know takes over and basically tries to trap everybody whatever whatever so yeah, like I like Don Cheadle. I did not like him much in this role, and that's not any. I don't think that's any fault of him. I just think there's only so much he can do with what the script had. The thing that I give the movie props on, which is why it kind of hurts me to talk bad about it, is the fact that it has a multicultural cast, and that's kind of cool. This is a mainstream movie that features brown people in the leading roles that wouldn't be considered a, you know a black movie, but it's unfortunately, it's just really not that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was also looking at this class, uh, the class cast, <laughs> and we have, um, you know, uh, Steven Yuen, there's, um, uh, is it, what's her name, Sarah Silverman? Sarah Silverman. And, like, the cast is just, like, fluffed with, cool people and then 
you know, when you think about it, there's only one Caucasian person in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, different. And it's different for movies. It's regular to me, because this is how I see the world, is a mix of people. Like, it's not, you know, um, you know, it's just weird to, like, see a movie these days where, like, everyone is, like, one type of person. Um, yeah. And I feel like, like you said, diversity. There's a lot of representation in this movie, and that I really liked and appreciated, but it just sucks that it was in a movie that was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the movie takes a lot of liberties in order to try to... I mean, I guess the original movie took liberties too, but the, the original movie felt like it was still kind of based in our reality in some kind of way. This movie must belong to some type of alternate reality future that LeBron is living that I am not because his kid has like a camera that can download people and he that he can use like immediately like to that he can go to his phone. He has literal like uh, literal tracking technology on his phone, which anybody that's made a video game knows that you need a whole suit for that kind of that kind of deal. And then when he's even doing, when he's live streaming or when he's showing his game and his dad comes in and he's like, oh, what's that? Or like, who, what are all those? And he's like, oh, those are all the people that, those are all the people, all the people in my live stream. And I'm like, we live stream? That's not how that works. You're not tricking me, movie. And I was like, what is this Tony Stark technology that you have, LeBron James? Yeah. Supposedly in my reality. You are in an alternate reality future because this is not our world that 100 percent is something that i definitely felt and noticed is that the technology in this movie did not make any kind of sense to me like from the game that he was building i don't build games i i don't i don't i can't pretend that i have any knowledge of how to build a game but I don't yeah. know, that, that doesn't look right to me. And like you said, we live stream. We are currently live streaming. That is not how a live stream works. Sorry. But um, no one's just sitting there waiting for you to play a game. Right? <laughs> like, well, it, yeah, it's, it's great. And I love it because then Don Cheeto's character, LG Rhythm, says, the, the world needs to see this. People need to see this. And I, said, and I literally said out loud, but people have seen it. Haven't you, didn't you see his live stream? <laughs> um, and one thing I really want to put to rest is to excuse this movie for being bad because it's for kids. Oh, before you go into that, let me just say, <laughs> that was the excuse I gave this movie because when I watched this movie and I was... So I... Come out or said I needed some I needed some substances to help me get through this movie effectively because it actually started being painful for me. But what I told myself was was that this movie is a kids movie, so maybe so it's not really for me. So maybe that's why I'm not enjoying it. And that was like the one thing that I was giving the movie credit for that maybe I just don't get the this like what makes kids excited or makes them have fun. And, you know, so this movie's just not for me. It's a kid's movie. But spoiler alert, we, we, we talked about Space Jam 1996, which is also a kid's movie, and that still is great. But I'll, I'll give you maybe it's my nostalgia talking, but at the same time, I, I can be pretty objective. But anyway, 
That being said, that was the excuse I gave the movie. Why do you think that's not a good a good enough of an excuse? Um, for exactly that, the other movie, the other Space Jam, was for kids, and the, and it was still enjoyable. And I also gotta say, basically every single Pixar movie for kids, but adults are also still enjoying it because they don't just make it for kids. Like that would be dumb. Like why make a movie only for kids when? Kids don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like this is an opportunity. It's a franchise, and you know, it, of course, it's not going to be just for the kids because okay, the first Space Jam, maybe you can say that one, nineteen ninety six, that one for kids. I already debunked that, but let's assume that nineteen ninety six was only for kids. So then we have twenty twenty one. Why would you make it only for kids? when you have millennials who are Space Jam fans in this franchise, it doesn't make any sense. So you nope. can't say that it's just for kids because we all know that it's for us. It's for yeah. us, the millennials. Because they know that we're the ones that are going to pay to go see it. We're and they know that the we're going to pay for nostalgia. Look, they know kids did not watch. So my, my roommate, what I was saying, I was like, during one of my in-between moments of like sipping my perfectly legal beverage, um, my roommate was saying to me, I would say, it's for kids. It's not for me. It's for kids. And then when Rick and Morty po popped up, my, my roommate literally looked at me and said, Rick and Morty is not for kids. That was a, that was a reference for us millennials because they know that we're the ones watching this movie. This movie is not for kids. I would argue that it's actually for adults because it's for us. Oh, it's definitely for us. It's I can't think of anything in there that would make me say it's for kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. And so when you take that into account, the one excuse I was giving the movie, the one pass I was giving, it doesn't apply anymore. Because they want us to spend the money on the movie. The nostalgia things that they put in the movie are for us because kids that didn't see the original Space Jam aren't going to get the references, you know? Maybe maybe a kid knows who Michael B. Jordan is because they've seen Black Panther, but maybe they don't actually know that his name is Michael B. Jordan. They know that he's Killmonger. So that, that joke would not land on them unless you're old enough to actually keep in mind the names of the actors who play these roles. That was actually the one thing that I liked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's funny. But, that's, but that, that plays off of knowledge of you knowing who this person is and kids don't normally have knowledge or don't care enough to know the actors that play the roles that they like. They don't know their real names. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you and know? and they would also have to know that Michael Jordan was the basketball player in the, in the 1996 movie. So yeah, exactly for that joke to land. So that's a that's a joke for us. Yeah. Um, and you also don't have to dumb down kids movies just because they're kids. Because the fact is, there are plenty of movies that you could say are for kids that deal with adult themes and that don't talk down to kids because kids are smarter than people give them credit for. So that's, that's the other thing about it. But one other issue that I have with this movie, and I did not have any opinion going into it about it, I had no expectation, was that there are no memorable songs that come out of this movie. There's nothing unique to this movie that would make you go, that is to Space Jam 2021, A New Legacy, and 
that and that song like evokes these positive feelings when I hear it because it makes me remind it reminds me of this film. There's nothing iconic like that to the point where I literally wrote in my notes, can we not make iconic music in 2020 and beyond anymore? Is that is that like an impossibility for us? Because it's crazy when you like like even with the Mortal Kombat movie, the most recent one, you would think that they would make their own kind of iconic theme to go with that movie. And all they do is a remix of like the original song that wasn't that good. Like the remix isn't that good. So I'm I'm really questioning this now. My my faith in in iconics in iconic iconic music is shook, is shaking. Like Cheryl, I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, I yeah, I, I feel like in a lot of the movies that we have been discussing, almost all of them have music that is not memorable at all even when they try to bring it back from an old movie they just aren't cutting it like you know make either make something original or make the old one better and no one's doing that no they're not and it's and it's another it's another knock against this movie for me frankly i i feel like they didn't even try with the music it was such yeah. a big part of 1996 Space Jam. Um, the fact that there was nothing, basically, in this movie. It just... Big yeah. fail there. Yeah. The one thing I will give the movie is that it. I am happy to start seeing stories being told of brown people that don't just play sports. That's that's kind of cool to me because as somebody who did not strictly play sports, I mean, I did play basketball, but I did not play basketball well. I am, I have and always will be a gamer and film lover and lover of all things anime and things like that. So I've, I like it when I can see a movie showcasing that not all kids that look like this are going to grow up and play basketball. There are other interests because... Kids, just regular kids, have a multitude of different interests. So why wouldn't the kids that belong to this particular ethnic group? And so having a story that deals with a kid that likes to make games and wants to go to game-making camp was cool to me to see in when normally it would be an expectation for a kid that looks like that to play or be good at sports. So I was happy with at least that portrayal. It's just unfortunate it could not be in a better movie. Yeah, and I also want to um, like give a nod to their new version of Lola, <laughs> which was a lot less sexual. So I feel like they, yeah. did, they did a lot better with that, but unfortunately they did a lot worse with other things. So <laughs> Yeah, and... And Trickerman has a good point in the chat. He was just saying that uh, the Spider-Verse movie had um, a really good original score and really good music. So that is, that is, there, there is hope out there. So you are, you are right. The problem is that is one movie. We need more. We need more Spider-Verse. <laughs> so, good. yes, you are right. The soundtrack to that movie is phenomenal. But it's, it's strange that it's so few and far between nowadays. Right, Cheryl? Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate because I love soundtrack. And I know a lot of people don't like soundtrack, but the thing about it is 
if you have a good soundtrack, then you will like soundtrack because it tells a story. It makes you feel things, and um, and it, it's different than like regular music because yeah. regular music they have words, it's poetry. Like they're telling you what to think, they're telling you what to feel. But with soundtrack, like all you have are your ears, and and yeah. how you how you feel and how it makes you feel, and that all comes from the stories in the movie and the soundtrack is supposed to support that and we're not really getting that these days and it's it's few and far between we need more spider verses out there but for every spider verse it feels like we get a, another space jam 2021 or mortal Kombat 2021 um yeah and it's just it's it's too bad so but Talking about this movie has made me sad. Is there anything else that you want to say before we uh, wrap up and get out of here? Uh, yeah, just really quick. I just, I think one of the disappointing things about this movie is just how the the Looney Tunes were represented. It almost feels like they were not needed; that they were just only there because they were in the first one. Right. But it it didn't feel like they got a chance to be the Looney Tunes, and that really disappointed me. They just didn't have the chance or the freedom or the time to yeah. actually be Looney Tunes. Because you had LeBron telling them the entire time to not be Looney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 100% right on that. And you really could have done this movie. And if you're not trying to appeal to people like us, millennials, why not have Iron Giant on a team with it, on a team with Trinity like King Kong. There's no reason you can't do that because the Looney Tunes aren't really whatever. So at the end of the day, the reason you have the Looney Tunes is because they were in the first one. And you do call them rejects. But if you're gonna use them, really use them. And I, I feel like I feel like what you're saying it's there wasn't enough of being able to enjoy them as them. Um it was nice seeing them again, but yeah, there's there was there was something missing and I will always get upset the fact that Daffy didn't actually play on the team this time around, but was relegated to just being a coach. I am so upset about that. <laughs> Especially since he has my favorite scene in the original movie, but <laughs> whatever, we talked about that. <laughs> so, but I, how you feel? You, you good? You good to close it out? Or you good for us to like end and get out of here? I mean, I could say more, but let's take it out. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys want to hear us talk about this some more, make sure you check us out on our Twitch channel when we're live. When we're live, and you can join us in the chat. And that's um, twitch.tv slash c3films. And, yeah, that was us talking about Ready Player Jam. I mean, Base Jam 2021, uh, A New Legacy. And the words of our model, uh, Porky, that's all folks i do an okay impersonation not really that great i have i have been chris if you guys want to drop a like share subscribe in the chat please do so down below let us know what you thought about this movie even if you don't though my name is chris and this is cheryl and we will see you all next time <laughs>